You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. Do you struggle on how things are going to get better for you as a dentist? Well, today we bring on two amazing educators, Dr. Andrea Ricci and Dr. Christian Coachman. And we talk about the non-dental aspects to succeed as a dentist that you never bargained for. It's an awesome conversation. So please listen up. Hope you guys enjoy it and we'll see you soon. Welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. I got a special edition for you today. On our ongoing series with Dr. Christian Coachman, we have a special friend of ours who's been a member of the Actinal U community uh, for a while now, Dr. Andrea Ricci. And we're going to be talking about the non-dental aspects to succeed as a dentist. Hello, gentlemen. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi, Kish. Hi, Christian. <laughs> hello, hello, my friend. Let me properly introduce you since you deserve a proper introduction. It's great to be here again, Kirk. It's great to be with a, a, a one more friend, dear friend, a longtime friend, Andrea. I know Andrea since many years. Actually, we partner up with uh, around 15 years when DSD was just starting. Uh, I could say that Andrea was responsible for bringing DSD to Europe he was the first one to invite me to do the hands-on course and his hometown, beautiful Florence, became the European hub of DSD for many years. Uh, we have so many stories. We learned from each other so much uh, at the beginning of digital dentistry, at the beginning of interdisciplinary digital dentistry. I have huge admiration for him, his family, his whole family is in dentistry. Uh, Practically, if you go to his office, his office is inside a Renaissance palace. It's unbelievable, beautiful, incredible. You cannot imagine. It's a, it's an art museum, not a dental practice. Uh, uh, really a place to be just to learn and to have an amazing experience. And I'm saying this because he run courses over there. We're going to talk about that later. But... You know, Andrea, we could be talking about great clinical dentistry here forever. His father, General Ricci, is one of the um, fathers of modern periodontics in Italy. 
uh, and started a whole perio group that is very well known uh, today. And Andrea is an unbelievable clinician, and I really mean it. So yes, we could be talking about amazing clinical work here, but I believe that we have an even more cooler topic because many years ago, Andrea was one of the first guys that I knew that really decided to put full energy on this parallel non-clinical world to make us better human beings, uh, betting that by becoming a better human being, his dentistry will also grow. And I want Andrea to share his experience where he started in this whole universe of inner development and how this is affecting his dentistry. As you mentioned, Kirk, the non-dental aspects to succeed as a dentist, as they call usually the soft skills to succeed. Uh, and as we all know, uh, many times more important than e even your clinical skills uh, to succeed professionally. So I think it's an amazing topic, you know, managing emotions, charisma, time, ob objectives, communication, report, uh, human needs, understanding human needs, and how all these things can make you a more successful dentist. So, Andrea, uh, welcome. Thank you. Please, your initial introduction and your initial hello to our community. Wow. Thank you, Christian and Kirk. Kirk for organizing and, and, and Christian for this amazing introduction. Hello, everybody. I'm really happy to be here with you and sharing my, my thoughts. And um, uh, if I want to start briefly uh, introducing, I was um, uh, I graduated in, uh, in Italy in 1996, and I left immediately after graduation to the States where I took my certificate in prosthodontics at University of Southern California in Los Angeles in 1999. And since then, I came back uh, uh, to Italy where I practice prosthodontics and implant dentistry with my, with my father and my sister. And I've, I practiced that way and started uh, lecturing a few years later until 2013. So for 15 years, it was going pretty well, as, uh, as Christian said. Actually, that's when I that's when I met you, and 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 this is exactly the turning point here. You were already an amazing clinician, successful practice. Something happened that made look into this other side. Yes, exactly, Christian. What happened was this: uh, I was getting tired. It was too early to get tired of dentistry. I was tired of. I was over every time overwhelmed. I was late with the appointments. I was. When I was home, I was uh, not at home with my head. When I was in the office, I was always struggling with the time related with patients and struggling with the team. So after 15 years, just 15 years, I was fed up with dentistry. I started to have difficulties in relation in relating with the patients. I was um, nervous. I was tired. I was exhausted. So I... Uh, in the summer, you know that Italians take at least two or three weeks off during the during the month of August. I said, you know, I need to be able to better manage my time. And I was looking on, on, on my iPad for a time management book. And I ended up in a leadership book uh, written by Roberto Re that afterwards actually uh, became one of the key person in, in my personal growth. Basically, it all started with that book. And that book, the name was Being 
leader of yourself. In order to be a leader of others, you have to start being a leader of yourself. And I was captured by those topics. I started reading the book. I read it in three weeks, three times. And I started working on myself. I attended several courses. And from then on, I never left. After five years of hard work on personal growth, I became a life coach, a mental coach for Roberto Le uh, Leadership School, which is one of the most important leadership schools in Europe. And Roberto is one of the coaches uh, of Anthony Robbins that maybe in the US is better known. And, um, and from then on, I realized all the topics, all the concepts that I was missing. So I was able to start working on my emotions, on my time management, on my objective management. I learned how to set up my objectives in a way that were actually reasonable and uh, motivating myself. I was able to better improve my time management. And then I realized that I became a better dentist. So this is to make... Uh, an introduction to the topic. And, uh, you know, I, I saw that happening because as you were getting fed up, I was working closely with you. So I was watching uh, very closely that process. Uh, uh, I was your technician. We worked together. We did amazing dentistry. So we were doing amazing cases and documentation and photography hours during the night over overnight, you know, putting slides together, really enjoying that. And why I'm saying this is because I see that as an escape that many friends, many clinicians do. They get tired uh, of one thing. And instead of us deep diving in the why there, there is a problem. We say, I I'm going to start doing something else. Right. And lecturing is an amazing common escape. You know, every dentist, so many dentists comes to me and say, Christian, I'm tired of doing dentistry. I want to do some more lectures, you know, get a, get away and, and, and uh, break the routine and be able to. And usually, you know, that is not actually the best solution. Uh, you need to be able uh, to really face the problem. And, and you did it. You tried with lecture. Am I right or not? Or not? Yes. You, you did try yes. that, right? And it yes. didn't work. And what made you wake up, you know? Well, the, the thing is, you know, it goes back to the roles that we have in our life. I mean, to have a successful life, because we all want to be successful, but on which aspects, in which role? In order to have, I care about a successful life, not profession. And in order to have a successful life, we need to have, there is one keyword for a successful life. And it's not subjective. I think that we can all agree that the only way is to have balance. If you have balance in your life, you can be successful. Because, for example, let's say that we have three, four roles in our life. We are professionist, like a dentist. Then we are a husband or a partner, father, sportsman, entrepreneur. So we have different roles, okay? Now, let's say I am a great father and I don't invest a lot of time and effort in my profession. Do I have balance? I do not have balance. What about the opposite? I'm a great clinician. And we all know great lecturers, great clinician, great dentists that are struggling in their personal life because there is no balance. Very common. Very common. Very common. Very common. So the problem is, let's say, 
dentist, entrepreneur, father, husband, sportsman. So the the path of our life goes up and down. And would you like to ride a bike in a path like this or run in a path like this? Or would you rather run in a path which is balanced? So all your roles are balanced. So you are a successful clinician. But when you go home, you are a successful husband and you have time and you have head, you have you're focused on your kids, and then you have time to read. Mm-hmm. You have time to have some do some sport. You have time to take care of yourself. So this is to me what what I mean to be successful. But do you agree that modern society doesn't really help us that much on that balance? Because success in our modern interpretation is being amazing in one specific thing. And it pushes us to do more and more of the same, to do better and better the same. You know, I I totally agree. You know, I see average people that are pretty decent in all these aspects, much happier than somebody that is extremely good in one of these aspects and not really taking care of the others. So you have to put an effort on kind of not really caring about what society is expecting from you, right? Yeah, exactly. Because there was a huge expectation on you 12 years ago to really follow your father, to become the next president of the European Academy, to become an even better lecturer, even better clinician, almost like everybody was expecting you to ruin your whole life and just focus and becoming what we wanted you to become in dentistry. Yeah, and actually there there is one story that I would like to mention that also awakened me a little bit that apparently is a sad story and uh but at the, at the end of it there is no um and this is another topic i'm opening too many circles then you kirk and Please. chris you you drive Please. and you put me yes. together um problem is we are and society is um going towards right and wrong useful and not useful basically it is um how to say it in english it's a dichotomy Please. it's black and white but the only everything fear sadness uh fulfillment awakeness everything has a, a useful side and a non-useful side so we need to be able to manage it fear is useful because it protects you but mm-hmm. if it is too much it blocks you so you need to be able to manage fear for example you know to be depressed sometimes depression is a defense for your body to slow down to focus, to stay quiet, think, and then being able to go back out, refreshed, yeah. renewed, you know? So everything is, is good and bad. So, and and uh, and as you mentioned, society is, is, is not helping us. We need to go back to basics, same as in dentistry. Look, yeah. Christian, with, with your concept, with your philosophy, uh, uh, didn't you want to go back to basics, like the fine midline, incisor length, occlusal plane? It was the wax rim. So we were struggling with complicated processes while we just needed to go back to basics. Okay? And, and the same is communication. You teach us how perception of others will make us successful. So we need to work on perception which is not illusion, not to create illusions. It's to improve patients' 
and others' perception. perception sorry. So um, going back to this, yes, we need to go back to basics. We need to find loneliness. We need to find time to read. We need to find time to stay with no electronics around, like walking in a wood or walking in the night with no lights, stay in the desert, go on a beach, uh, whatever. Whenever you feel alone with no watch, no phones, you focus again to basics. It is very useful. It is very useful. So we need to kind of, you know, dissociate ourselves, our consciousness from our body. See, what am I doing? Is this useful? Mm -hmm. Where am I I adding? Is this what I want? Is this good for me? Is this good for my family? And if you think about it, you know, to do the right things is very easy. Mm -hmm. It's easy. If I ask you, should I make a phone call with my mother that I've not been calling her for a month? Is it good or not if I call her? Yes. No matter what happened, you call your mother. You know, you haven't been talking with your father for a long time. You know what it is right. You call it. You know, you want to hold the door in front of a shopping center because you see somebody that is working behind you. Is it good or not to hold the door? Yes, it is good. To forgive. To forgive, is it good or not? No matter what happened Obviously. to you. Answers are easy. Ans- yeah. Answers are easy. If you if you are not uh, driven by your emotions and if you focus what is right or wrong, it is very easy to answer. That, easy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And yeah. and you should I, fight, should I fight with my wife? Yeah. Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> <That's> a, uh, <laughs> obviously no <laughs> obviously no but it's not easy yeah. but if you think about it at least if you think about it you put a bug in your behavior you put a bug it's a, like a virus on the computer if you start thinking this way should i start should i keep fighting or should i let it go let it go yeah this journey Andrea, it's a counterintuitive journey for most dentists. You said you you were getting tired. You know, most dentists, if a young dentist is listening to this at 32, there's a lot of pressure to become better technically. And um, talk about where, how did the journey, take us through the journey. So when you started, where did you start? What were some of your biggest gains or biggest aha moments as you started this? Uh, well, yeah, when I started my courses, the first thing was that really, really, and I have shivers in my in my arms and in my back, is, is to find your mission. One of the courses that I attended at the beginning, it was 2000, it was 2014. Find out what is your mission. And when I realized what is your mission, you know, you have the you have your North Pole, so you know where you're going. You know, and uh, and that was the key. And then I completely and I'm something that I'm good at is that I'm really uh, it's really easy for me to change, which is not easy for many. I really change my mind very often. I really change my behavior very often. And uh, I was immediately open to change everything in order to achieve that mission. And uh, I would like to share my mission. 
because it is, in, yeah. I think, interesting. Yes. And this and the the scope of my life is to improve my life, to improve others' life, and to be the best example possible. To improve my life, to improve others' life, and to be the best example possible. And I was, I would say, lucky that I was going towards that direction because sometimes you just need to adapt slightly the your target, but you are kind of heading that way. Some others, their mission goes here and they're heading that way. So the it is quite difficult to change. So basically, I was able to define a new reason why I was doing my dentistry. It was not to perform a nice rehab, nice veneers, but to, it was to improve the patient's life. So I started understanding that it was not about veneers, uh, cementation technique, implant design, restorative materials, but it was the way I was able to make the patient feel dentistry. And here with Christian, we have the leader in this concept. How you make your patient feel is the difference. And then I started from then on working on how to improve my life and others' life. And of course, it starts managing yourself. I had to manage my emotions. So instead of getting upset because the patient was not following my indications, asking myself why the patient is not following my indications, am I clear? Am I clear enough? Did I understand the patient's needs? Or do I want to perform good dentistry? Because the patient is not looking for the good dentistry. Patient is looking for something else, which is maybe get rid of pain, maybe get rid of uh, TMJ discomfort, maybe to chew better, but not a nice, I mean, rarely they want 28 veneers. They want to have function and be understood. You know, I have many patients with bad teeth that love me because I was able to manage their needs. You, you, you said something at the beginning. Um, to be able to help others, we need to help ourselves. Or you said something. You know, what were the words that you use? Yeah, let's say, yeah. You have to start by yourself because if you, if you get upset very easy, you know, there are some uh, philosophies that say that others actually mirror ourselves. So if I see a patient that is rigid, most likely she is telling me what I am. You know, I'm rigid. And so if I fight that rigidity with my rigidity, I'm I'm heading in the wrong way. So basically is to put myself in others' shoes and understand. And I can understand others only if I can understand myself. And really, you know, after almost 11 years of coaching people, I can tell you that rarely people have a mission clear in their mind and rarely they're able to manage emotions. We are all struggling with that. And it's a life, it's a never ending uh, process. It never ends. It's, it never ends. So I, I worked on communicating with myself. How do I communicate with me? I, was I love very- that. Yeah, love that. We we talk about improving community. So you're you're constantly repeating whatever you're gonna do to others. You first need to do it 
with yourself. If you're going to understand others, we talk about how important it is for a dentist to understand others. You're saying to understand others, you first need to understand yourself. To help yeah. others, you need to first help yourself. To criticize others, you first need to criticize yourself. Exactly. Right? And you can go on and on and on. Exactly. It's that, that is the point. So if I, if I get upset very easy, and uh, for example, I say, you know, I didn't do these things right. I says, damn, Andrea, you are so stupid. Another time you did this mistake and so on. It's a, it's a rigid attitude. Instead of asking yourself why, which is a very stupid question, ask the question why and so and so is the worst way to dialogue with yourself. Ask yourself how. I was mentioning about something that happened in my life. You know, Christian, in mm -hmm. 2017, my wife passed away after six months of brain cancer. And uh, really, it was uh, it was a very difficult moment because uh, the, the morning, it was uh, March the 30th, 2017. I was leaving to lecture for in Spain to SEPA, which is one of the most important meetings in Spain. And I was late. And uh, I was running. And so I got a phone call from... Um, the diagnostic um, lab, and it was a friend of mine, the manager, and it says, you can leave. Federica had some headaches for a month or so, so we decided to do an MRI. And uh, while the taxi was waiting under my office, uh, the owner of this um, uh, uh, lab analysis called me and says, you can leave. Says, what are you talking about? Tomorrow I'm lecturing in front of 2,000 people. I'm leaving for Spain. You are not, you are coming here right now. And then I realized that uh, Federica was diagnosed with a brain tumor. So let's make a long story short. In October, she passes away. What was the worst question that I could ask myself? Why? Mm -hmm. So I had in that moment, I had three kids, 11, 12, and 17 years old. If I was going to ask myself why this happened to me, I was dead. Instead, thank for my personal growth, I ask myself, how I get out of this? How can I help my kids? And that word makes the whole difference. So how can I transform this experience in something useful for me, for my kids, for people around me? How can I fulfill my mission? Mm -hmm improve my life, improve others' life, and be the best example possible. The end of it is that after six months, I was not looking for a girl. I met a person that I'm going to marry in, this, in three days. In uh, Saturday, I'm going to get married, and my three kids are my best men and, and best women. And, uh, and this, what you, you can ask yourself why I'm saying this, because this is the question that I ask myself every day in front of my patients. How can I help you? How can I better understand you? Help me understand your needs. And I treat my patients asking myself, how do I improve their life? How do I understand them better? So this is a slight, it's a slight change in my mindset that will put my focus on the patient rather on me because I need to understand, I need to listen. 
and we rarely listen to people. Mm-hmm. 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 Am so, I going? No, no, no. It's just beautiful. It's no, amazing. It's beautiful. You, 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 so it's almost like you were enlightened in 13 to start to prepare yourself to go through this amazing moment in 17, right? You started your journey. It's not that this very tough, tough thing happened to you and then you woke up and then you started to look because many times we only change after a a tragedy, right? That's usually the most common way for us to change. It's fear or uh, or a dramatic thing, right? Something dramatic happens you know, a doctor tells you, look, if you don't take care of yourself, you're going to die. You know, look at this, you're going to die. And then we're like, oh my God. And and then we change, right? Uh, so I usually tell people there's two ways you can change. You can change because of uh, fear, because of a dramatic thing. So you can wait until that happens. And then you're going to get a wake up call and change. Yeah. Or the ideal way, but much more difficult and very few do that is to be able to look at yourself and find that vision of how you can become better before something dramatic actually happens. And and actually you did that. And that's the most difficult way to improve. You know, I don't know how you did it, but you did it starting in 12, 13, when we were working together and I can see your shift. And, And at that point, me and your other friends, we didn't know exactly what was happening with you. Say something, you know, I don't understand Andrea anymore. He's not on congresses anymore. He, he's saying no to invitations. He's not lecturing. What a shame. What a waste of talent, blah, blah, blah. I had a feeling you were doing something amazing. And I and I bet on you. And I really knew that uh, something was coming out of it. Uh, and then afterwards, I realized life was preparing this guy to become this amazing person, to be able to go through this and make something good out of it. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. You mentioned enlightened. Uh, you know, one of the things that I learned a lot when I started is what it, it's uh, my subconscious. I was not aware of my inner, of my, of my inner side. I was all here in my left brain and I was hiding. I was, I closed in my drawer. I never, I never looked at it. My subconscious mind. And um, enlightened, yes. What what I learned in this path is in is a spirituality, which is not religion, which is not religion, and it's uh, something bigger, mm-hmm. a bigger. It's a bigger design. Let's put it yep. this way. You know, you can call it. It's uh, you can call it uh, nature. You can call it universe. You can call it uh, God. You can call it yeah. And yes, I agree with you. I think that uh, there was, you know, life doesn't give you what you want. Life gives you what you need, because your soul, your 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 path here is to grow. Whatever doesn't grow dies in nature, right? So I think that I, I needed to be prepared for my future life, and I was able to catch that moment. I was not aware of that. I became afterwards and I became very spiritual. So uh, I don't want to bring this conversation too um, abstract because it is very concrete. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you know, many people go spiritual and they just uh, 
fly, but to grow is to keep your feet on the ground and move up. So growth is you keep your feet on the ground because we have a body. We live on earth. So we need to have tools to apply in our life. You know, not like I go onto the mountain, I don't talk to anybody, I live by myself, I draw, I paint, I cut my hair and I live by myself. Easy. So you are spiritual dead eye and you pray 24 seven days. That's not spirituality. Spirit, I mean, that's not growth. Growth is you keep your feet on the ground and you grow. So your, your height becomes higher, you know? And, um, and yes, I think that uh, life, we can control what happens to us, but we can look around. Why is this happening to me? Why is this patient fighting this much? What am I missing? Mm-hmm. Curiosity, know? keeping this uh, yeah. beginner's mind, this curiosity, this uh, super open uh, heart uh, to always learn with the situations. That That is beautiful. But I, I love the fact that you mentioned, you know, uh, uh, we need to keep real. We need to keep uh, grounded. We need tools, right? Realistic tools. And, and, and you mentioned at the beginning to us, you said you worked on a couple of factors, emotions, time, objectives, charisma, communication, report. Um, yeah. Can you give us some insights about these tools, uh, about these? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, one of the most important thing is not to judge people because we never know what's behind that person, what drives that behavior, what drives that way of communicating with you. Maybe they're aggressive. Maybe they're, they're depressed. Maybe they're hungry. You don't know what happened behind that person. So never judge and listen with an open heart. And then if you focus on others, if they say something wrong, it's, or that bothers you, it's not affecting you. There is nothing personal. Patients do not have anything personal with you, the dentist. Patients just express their needs in different ways. So the way of managing emotions, I started thinking and convincing myself and, and, and self-repeating my, myself, they don't have anything against you. It's nothing, it's nothing personal. So just sit here, stay quiet, understand, I'm not saying that all patients are good for us. I don't accept all patients, you know, but I don't judge. I just say, look, I don't think I can help you because I don't understand your needs. You know, I, 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 I'm not able to create that rapport that is the most successful, uh, it's the most, I'm sorry, most important factor in therapy. Report. Relationship between patient and doctor, if there is no trust, if there is no open heart communication, if there is no win-win relationship, treatment goes down. The effectiveness of treatment goes down. And this is written in, in hundreds of papers, you know. If the patient feels safe, if the patient feels understood by the doctor, and there is a human connection, treatment goes better. This is 100%. And believe me, when Federica was sick, I really realized it from back, from the backstage, how lacking was this, mm-hmm. you know, was lacking with this. And uh, 
there are many movies on this, many movies on this. Now, uh, just to repeat, I, I, I love the way you phrased what you say to patients when you don't see the connection. You said something very specific and you repeat was like, I, I don't I don't think I, I can help you, you because, because I'm not able to understand your needs. I, I'm not able to understand your needs. And that means something that goes beyond clinical needs. And you don't need to explain much. I, I love it because any dentist can use it. Uh, and we need to learn how to identify the patients. And, and it's not about judging. It's not about having the clinical skills to treat it or not. It may be because of a clinical situation and maybe because the patient doesn't want to do the whole treatment, but it may be because you see that the patient has an emotional request on an emotional problem that you are not evolved enough, evolved enough to take care of it. It's not their problem. It's like, I don't have the tools to identify what you need, right? I love yeah. this. Yeah, even because one of the postulates, do you say Kirk in English postulate? Something not so much. Not, uh, the, what's it, the term? Something that do not need to be proven. Something that is given. And what is given in communication, rule number one, is in communication. You are responsible for the results of communication, not the other. It's never the other one that is not able to understand. It's you that are not clear enough. So never, uh, when I say this, I, says, it, I put it on me. I'm not able to understand you. You know, I, 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 let me tell you this story. When I was at USC, I had a very famous uh, teacher in complete dentures. And this was really nice, very successful, very old guy. And uh, he was saying that rapper was the most important thing in successful treatment of completed dentures patients. And he was uh, telling us many times, patient was coming there. The denture was pretty good, not something incredible, pretty good. So Patient goes there, arrives a little bit upset. Oh, this denture oh, doesn't fit good. Okay, So he says, no problem. I'll fix it. Give me your denture. He put it in ice water for 20 minutes. Meanwhile, he goes back to the patient and start talking. So how is your life? And start creating rapport. You know? And he was trying to understand their needs, why they're upset. Can I help you? Can I... Uh, do something for you and so and so while they are fixing the denture in the back in the lab. Then after 20 minutes, he goes back, pull, pulls the uh, the denture from the ice water, goes back to the patient, never didn't touch at all the denture. Patient put it back. Ah, oh, now feels ah great ah, and leaves happy. And then phone calls and 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 recall appointments. Patient so happy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it, but I did it. I tried it and it worked. Not always because, of course, the denture should be good, but there are like, there is a very classic article. I think it's 60 or 70 years old. It's called Denture Birds. I think you can find it on Google. I think it's open access now. And Denture Birds says there are people that never adapt. Even the denture are perfect, but you know, uh, they 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 look for many many dentists until they find the one that are able to create wrapper. Yeah, that's so good. So Andrea, you know we've talked about the the non dental aspects to succeed as a dentist, maybe as a clinician. But how did it affect your practice and your team? 
and just your overall time management. Can you speak to that too? Yeah. Basically, when I when I improved my my attitude, I was completely different with my team. I stopped evaluating my team. I stopped uh, judging my team. And I was a better communicator. I was a better motivator. And this, starting with the team, became a very um, successful uh, attitude with the patient. I stopped judging patients. And uh, and uh, basically, I, I spent more time communicating with the patient. And, and Christian taught me uh, how important is the WOW appointment. So when I do the interview, I do it myself. Then the scan and uh, intraoral tracings and whatever can be done by any dentist. You know, that is not the key. That is technical. You can teach anybody to do a, a, an ideal intraoral scan. What you cannot teach as easy is to create rapport with the patient. So that is something that I do. What did you see as a change on the behavior of your team as they were seeing you evolved as a person, as you were becoming a better person? Did you see something happening with your team and what's, what was their response to this? Uh, you know, did they uh, consciously talked about it? Did they change their behavior as well as a consequence of your behavior getting better? Yeah. For example, same thing that I told my patients. I started to say my to tell my to tell my patients says uh, you're not doing these things very this thing very right. Maybe I didn't teach you good enough. Maybe are you do you have some doubts? Do you have some questions? Never asked that before. I told my staff you have to do this 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 and that. And probably you know in NLP in neurolinguistic programming there is one filter that is cancellation. So I canceled and I distorted some informations. When you teach somebody to do something, you distort, you cancel, and you remove uh, informations that for you are given, but for others may not. So I started asking. I started uh, um, and putting myself in the position of uh, improve and ask them, how can I improve? You know? How can I do this better? How can I help you to do this better? So it's basically the same that I started to do with my patients. I put the responsibility of the results on me rather than on others. And uh, immediately the team felt understood, felt well, better uh, understood, better understood, I would say. Love it. I love it. Does it make sense? Uh Yes, it does. It does. And we're going to talk about the course that you're putting together. And I love this because this is often a journey that most dentists don't bargain for. They don't plan for it happens and then they learn more, but uh, give us some final thoughts, Andrea and Christian on this important topic. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, go ahead, Christian. Sorry. No, no, you, uh, you know, I, 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 you go first. I would just, uh, congratulate you at the end with yeah well basically um we have been running courses with christian and i've been running courses myself for for more than 15 years and uh, we all know that uh, uh people gets from the course what they need you know what they are looking for and um, i realized that people that uh, were successful were not too much because they were able to apply what they learned technically for me, but what they learned from me and us is the mindset, the attitude. 
And uh, and I really think that in order to be successful, yes, it is important how you prep your teeth, how you diagnose, how you treatment plan. This is critical. And you have to keep all of you, all of us should keep doing and investing a lot of time and effort in improving this aspect. But it is not the only thing because if you are a great clinician, you can be a non-successful dentist. So I, I, I started understanding that many people that were attending my courses were lacking something. And, uh, and this is what I learned actually in these 10, 10, 15 years. And I decided to implement in my courses these topics. So I have some online courses. I have some on-site courses. I'm uh, traveling around the world where I actually, as a dentist, because also communication, all these topics that can be learned from many societies and groups and academies. But, you know, if you go to take an NLP course, it's great. Do it. Great. But you have to filter because that course is general. It's not for dentists. It's not for patients. It's not for dentists. So I selected what I need from all these topics in dentistry. And I wanted to bring these topics, how to improve your profession, dental profession, utilizing these, these tools. So I merged everything together. DSD is the best tool where you can apply communication uh, attributes, you know, features, because it's all about communication. Visual communication, NLP is visual communication. And, and, and Christian is the number one in the world in spreading this concept. So I think that courses nowadays, if you really want to help dentists to improve their practice and find the balance, that is my objective, is to merge technical skills and other skills, whatever you want to call them, communication skills, leadership skills, leadership skills, and uh, time management skills. And, and, and instead of having a life path that goes up and down, every day, every minute, every hour, have a like a very high standard balanced life. Fantastic, my friend, just so many important topics. And I'm, I just made some notes here and I'm gonna run after them, over them as a summary here. You know, we, we call this session, the non-dental aspects to succeed as a dentist. You have an amazing course on this that you call Dentist in Evolution. And I strongly suggest people to look into this and, and see more information about it. You know, you mentioned about the importance of managing emotions, time, objectives, learning how honestly becoming more charismatic, you know, improving communication and rapport. You know, uh, it's pretty cliche and repetitive to say that inner development is the key but we don't do enough that's the that's the main take home message it's so obvious you know you said start with the mission define your mission you know start with the end in mind we can say uh, be open for change so obvious be open for change it's obvious but not easy we need to exercise find a deeper meaning for dentistry making a perfect prep is not that deep meaningful reason right Understand yourself, maybe the most important of all. Understand yourself before you try to understand others. Communicate with yourself. 
I love that. Uh, exercising this inner communication. Move from why this happened to how do I move on? How do I get better? How do I get over it? The real meaning of spirituality, uh, you know, whatever you want to call and how important that is, uh, the path of growth. But at the same time that you're moving towards the spirituality, you're staying grounded and you're using practical tools to get better. Yeah. So you you keep both sides of this this universe, you know, don't judge, don't judge, don't expect people to be whatever you think they should be. Forget about it. Focus on yourself, accept. It's and wasted energy. It's and wasted the energy. And at the end, you mentioned something that I love so much and I believe so much. Master the art of asking questions. Ask questions, curiosity. Ask questions to really learn, not to answer them. Ask questions and, and listen. Learn to listen. Uh, so many beautiful messages. We could be here forever talking about these things. Yeah. Uh, I think this is so important. I saw your journey. I'm a fan of your journey. And I really enjoy the fact that we had this one hour to go over it. Uh, and hopefully pretty soon we're going to meet in person to continue this conversation as friends. But for me, it was just beautiful to touch on topics that uh, for me are so relevant. Thank yeah. you, Christian. Thank you very much. And uh, I really look forward to see you in front of a glass of uh, red wine. And Kirk, you should join us. You know? I want to come. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen we, soon. We yeah. will make it happen. We will make it happen very soon. And uh, I really would like to thank Christian and, and Kirk for inviting me. And I really thank everybody for uh, investing an hour of your time to listen to me, which is a very, very rewarding uh, thing. Yeah, beautifully said. Thank you so much, both of you, for sharing such an important topic to our listeners. And we, I know we have a lot of young dentists, a lot of people on their journeys trying to figure this out. And I'm just going to encourage you, if you don't know anything about these two gentlemen, Dr. Christian Coachman and Dr. Andrea Ricci, you need to. You need to find out who they are. You need to follow them. You need to learn more from them. And if you're not taking notes, this is how we do it. We take notes for you. So in the, you know, in the podcast, wherever you're consuming it, you can flip up to the notes and you'll see all the information. You can follow them and their journeys on Instagram. And then uh, as we have information about the courses, we'll put them in there. And I highly encourage you to check them out. So thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show. Hey, if you enjoyed today, do us a favor, hit the share button, share this with your friends, keep sending suggestions. We're going to keep bringing them. Our goal with this is to bring you the world's best educators to help you create a better practice and a better life. So you keep showing up, we'll keep bringing it. So hope you guys have a great day. Until we see you guys next time, keep watching or keep listening to the Best Practices Show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.